number three. We're going to begin reading uh, this morning. Or let's look in Habakkuk chapter number two and uh, verse number four. Habakkuk chapter two, verse four. I want to start there. Habakkuk chapter two, verse number four. The Bible says this: Behold, his soul which is lifted up, which is lifted up, is not up, not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. Amen. Let's read that one more time, the latter part, where it says in verse number four of chapter two, but the just shall live by his faith. And we'll look in chapter three in just a second. But when you look at the book of Habakkuk, if you go home and you read all three chapters, it won't take you just probably maybe 20 minutes, depending on how quick you read, to be able to read this whole book of the book of Habakkuk. But as you look and you begin to study it, you'll begin to notice that this was a time in the land of Israel where they had turned their back on God. They had rebelled against the Word of God. They had rebelled against the man of God. They had been in a time of prosperity. And you might Mark it down. Anytime you read the Word of God, you'll always find out that when God's people would get into a prosperous place, they always had a tendency to backslide on God. And you know what would happen? God would raise up a worldly king. God would raise up a worldly leader. And you know what you find God's people doing? They'd go there and they'd take off their clothes and they'd get down in sackcloth and ashes and they'd begin to repent. They'd begin to ask God to have mercy on them. And you know what God would do? God would raise up a man. God God would raise up a deliverer. He would lead God's. He would lead his people back out of bondage, back out of sin. Just to know what they'd go do, they'd go right back into it again. You'll go read the Old Testament. You'll find count after count. They'd get in trouble. They pray, God deliver them. They'd get in trouble again. God pray, God deliver them. They'd get in trouble again. God, they pray, God deliver them. And I just want to go on record and say, I'm glad he's just not a God of one chance. He's not a God of just two chances or a hundred chances. But who all would agree with me this morning? I'm glad he's the God that gives a chance over and over and over again. That doesn't give you and I license to sin. That don't give us a reason to go around and live worldly. But thank God I'm glad we are made by flesh and we are made of the dirt of the ground and we know we're going to falter. We know we're going to fail. But I'm glad this morning when I do fail, He don't throw the clay away. But thank God He picks us back up, cleans us off, and puts us on our feet again. I thank Him for that this morning. But in the book of Habakkuk, We find this a time when the nation of Israel is not where they need to be at with God. And God brings this prophet on the scene to give a message that in chapter number 1 leaves him scratching his head. He says in chapter number 1 of the book of Habakkuk that he reveals to him, he says, Habakkuk, I'm going to do a work in your day. That if I told you ahead of time what I was going to do, you wouldn't believe it. Amen. Everybody wants to know what God's doing. What God's doing. What God's doing. Who all would agree with me this morning? If He told you, we probably wouldn't believe it. Bless Him, Lord. Amen. And you find Habakkuk here. He's, he, God tells Habakkuk this is what He's going to do. He says, I've raised up the Chaldeans. That nasty, that nasty nation. That worldly nation. That ungodly nation. The ones that have been the enemy of God's people. He says, I'm raising them up. Yeah. And I'm going to allow them... To destroy the land of Israel. Bless him. Now back is standing there and he begins to he begins, Brother Wayne, to question. He begins to ask, Lord, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? He can't justify the reason why that though, yes, he was saved, God's people are living wrong. And yes, he knows that sin must be dealt with. But for the life of him, he can't understand why God would bring someone to 
wicked. Or someone that's more ungodly. Or a nation that doesn't listen. That don't want to have anything to do with God. He raised that nation up. He raised those ungodly people up. And allowed those people to bring His people into bondage. That's right. So in chapter number 1, Habakkuk is, is troubled. Chapter number 1, Habakkuk is disheartened. Chapter number one, Habakkuk scratching his head, wondering what God's doing and why would God want to do that? So in chapter one, we see a perplexing problem. Brother Josh, he's wondering, what are you doing, God? One man said it like this about Habakkuk he's the doubting Thomas of the Old Testament. And let's all not be too critical of Thomas, because who all would agree with me? We all, from time to time, have the uh, doubting Thomas syndrome. Amen? We'll believe God today and unfortunately we'll be doubting Him tomorrow. We'll be believing God this morning but before the sun goes down we'll be doubting Him. Amen? And in chapter number 1 he's doubting what God's doing. But then in chapter number 2 as it begins to unfold you look at chapter 2 verse 1 he says this I will stand upon my watch and set me upon upon the tower and will watch and see what He will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am approved. You know what he gets to in chapter number two? Listen to him now. Chapter number one, he's complaining. Chapter number two, chapter number one, I mean, he's upset. Chapter number one, I mean, buddy, his heart's broken. Chapter number one, he can't understand what God's doing. Can I say it like this? Chapter number one, his lips dragging the ground. Chapter number one, he's got the mother grubs. Chapter number one, he can complain with the best of them. But you know what he found out? The same thing each and every one of us find out. Yeah. That his complaining wasn't getting nothing done. That's right. Bless your heart, Paul. His whining wasn't getting nothing accomplished. Right. Go ahead. Amen. Let me say this. Your whining don't help you and it certainly don't help those that are listening to you. Amen. Amen. Chapter number one, he's a whining. But in chapter number two, this is what he says. Well, my whining ain't getting nothing accomplished. My complaining ain't getting nothing accomplished. I done told God I don't like what He's doing, but He ain't changed His mind about it. I mean, I done told God that I don't like it. I wish He'd do it differently, but God ain't changed His mind. And who all would agree with me this morning? God isn't going to change His mind because He only has one plan, and that plan is a perfect plan. That plan is a sovereign plan. And listen to me this morning, He's not going to change His mind for me, and He's not going to change His mind for you. No matter how much you complain about it, listen to me this morning. He's already made His mind up. Bless him, Lord. So chapter number two, you know what he says? Well, complaining ain't working. <laughs> this is what I'll do. Yeah. I'll just do what I know I'm supposed to do. And I'll go stand on my watch. And I'll just see what God will do. Because I guarantee that complaining over there, it ain't working. So chapter That's number right. two, you know what he does? He begins to start listening. Yeah. To hear what God's going to say unto him. Mm. He begins to start looking. Lord, you said in chapter one, you're going to do a work in my day. So, Lord, I'm a looking. And I'm a listening. And I'm a waiting to see what you're going to do. Well, chapter number two, we see a proper perspective. He's a looking. He's a listening. He's a waiting to see what God's going to do. But then all of a sudden, in chapter number three, is really where I want to get to. Bless the Lord. But chapter number three, something begins to happen. The whole life of the back has changed. Chapter number one, he's down in the valley. Chapter number two, he's standing on his watch. But chapter number three, he's on the mountain. Yeah. Chapter number one, he's got a perplexing problem. Chapter number two, he has the proper perspective. But in chapter number three, I find profound praise. Bless you, Lord. In chapter number one, we see a troubled prophet. Listen now, one who is worrying. 
Let me just ask you this morning. Have you ever worried? If you're you're breathing, you have. Amen. Chapter number one, he was worrying. But in chapter number two, we see a taught prophet. One who is watching. But in chapter number three, we see a triumphant prophet. One who is worshiping. In chapter number one, we see sad. Chapter number two, we see that he is seeing. But in chapter number three, we see he's a shouting and a singing. I don't know about y'all, but I like to worship in a whole lot better than I do the worrying. Amen. I don't know about y'all, I like the mountaintop a whole lot better than I do the valley. Go ahead, brother. I like the singing and the shouting a whole lot better than I do being sad. Amen. I like being uplifted rather than being drugged down. Amen. Chapter number one, listen now, we see his frustration. You ever been frustrated? Yeah. You ever been mad? Come on now, help me this morning. You ever been mad? I mean, have you ever been disgruntled with what God was doing? Chapter number one, he's frustrated. But then in chapter number two, we see his, not not only his frustration, but we see his continuation. He said, well, my frustration ain't getting nothing done, so I'm just going to continue doing what I know I'm supposed to do. So we see his continuation. But then in chapter number three, we see his elevation. What's that chapter 3? He's not in the valley no more. He's not on his watchtower. But in verse number 19, you know what you read? He's he's walking on the mountaintop. I don't know about y'all, but I like the elevation a whole lot better than I do the frustration. So what in the world? Listen, if I don't know who all agree with me, I don't want to live in chapter number 1. No. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like chapter number 1. Listen, Lord. My flesh don't like chapter number 2. I don't like to wait. Amen. Somebody help me this morning. I don't want to wait. I want answers today. I want answers 24 hours ago. Amen. I want this thing to be over with. Somebody help me. Go ahead, brother. But who all agree with me? We just got to continue on. Amen. But what happened in chapter number 3 is what I like. He's on the mountaintop. Right. He's a shout. He's a singing. He's a praising God. He's a worshiping God. What happened? What happened between chapter 1 and chapter 2 to get him to chapter number 3? Well, I've already read it to you this morning. Read what verse chapter 2, verse 4 says. You ready for this? I'm going to help you this morning. I want you to listen to me. Verse number 4, listen to this. I said, I'm going to read it again. But the just shall live by his faith. Y'all see that? You ought to underline that in your Bible. The just shall live by his faith. That's right. See, in chapter number one, you see the lack of faith. Yes. Chapter number two, he's learning by faith. But chapter number three, he's living by faith. Bless the Lord. That's what I want to preach on just for a few minutes this morning. On living by faith. Yes. Living by faith. You see, this phrase, the just shall live by his faith, is mentioned three times in the New Testament. Yes. It's mentioned the first time, you'll begin to notice, it's mentioned in Romans 1.17. Yeah. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Galatians 3.11. Yeah. But that no man is justified by the law on the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. Yeah. Now the just shall live by faith. Mm. Now, y'all grew up in the country, I imagine you did. Y'all know this. Your mama was like my mama. Mama called your name one time. You better come. Bless the Lord. 
But if she had to say it a second time, business was about to pick up. And if it ever got to a third time, which it didn't real often around our house, amen, business showing up was about to pick up. Bless the Lord. So we understand when, when something said one time, we ought to listen. Right. But when it's said the second time, we know that double emphasis. But who all agree with me? This ain't just mentioned one time. This ain't just mentioned two times, three, but rather four times. Bless the Lord. Well, we find in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the just shall live by faith. You hear me this morning? It's God's will, just like it's always been, that His people be a people of faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. We are justified by faith. The Bible said, what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1 said, He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. By this, verse number 2, the elders obtained a good report. Amen. You want to have a good report? Well, you better live by faith. Amen. That's right. And so as I look at chapter number 3, I see the fruit of a life that's living by faith. They got that term on the ocean, if y'all have ever y'all have heard it, talking about sea level. Now with me, S-E-A, sea level. And they talk about living above sea level. Because who all would agree with me, we can't live below sea level. Amen. But you know what I find this morning? In the Christian life, it ain't the S-E-A that's a killing us. It's the S-E-E that's a killing us. What we're seeing. You know what we're doing? We're living by sight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. What is living by sight? Oh, Lord. What are you doing? Bless you. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing the enemies are coming. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing all this violence going on in the land. I mean, he's a worrying. He's a fretting. He don't understand what's going on. Child number one, I mean, he's biting his nails off. Child number one, he's having to take nails take his sleeping pills because he can't sleep. Child number one, it seems like everything's a falling apart. Bless the Lord. Chapter number two, God speaks the words to him. Yeah. The just shall live by his faith. Mm. Chapter number three, you know what you find? He's a shouting. He's a saint. Bless him, Lord. He's a worship God. Why? Because he's learning to live by faith. Yeah, man. I'll show you this and I'll be done. Preacher, brother. First thing I notice about when your life has been a life that's living by faith, three things will be a characteristic in your life. Go ahead. Three fruits will be in your life when you are living by faith. First thing I notice, in chapter number 3, verse 1, listen to what it says. It says, A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, upon Shiganoff. I saw that word Shiganoff. Y'all prayed for me. I thought it was something you eat at the Chinese place. Amen. But verse number 1 says, The prayer, a prayer of Habakkuk. You know what? When you start living by faith and not by sight, you know what's going to be evident in your life? Right. You want to know what's going to be a characteristic in your life? You ready for this? Prayers to God will be offered. Amen. You know, I went back, Brother Rudy, to make sure that what I thought was accurate. You know, in chapter number one, you never find the word prayer. Mm. Chapter number two, you never find the word prayer. Go ahead, brother. It ain't until chapter number three that you find the back of praying. Know why? Know why? Because we live by faith. Amen. You know the reason why we're not praying like we should in this day? Because we're living by sight, not by faith. 
Go ahead, brother. Because the just shall live by faith. And if you're not, listen, if we don't, it takes faith to be able to pray. Right. What James 1 say, verse number 8, to double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's like the one that calls to and fro. He said this, don't let that man think that he'll receive anything from God. Know mm. why? Double-minded man is like this. Woo! I've got faith! Bless him, Lord. Woo! I've got faith. Yeah. I ain't got no faith. Yeah. Come to church on Sunday morning. Glory to God, I got faith. I said, I ain't got no faith. Bless him, Lord. Let's, let's get down to 2021. Ready for it? Ready? Yeah. Let's, get, let's get real where we live. You ready for it? Don't get mad at me, but just buckle up. Go ahead. Woo! I've got faith. President Trump's president. Bless him, Lord. 2021, President Trump ain't president. I ain't got no faith. Go ahead, brother. Y'all with me? Yeah. Chapter 24. Republicans, we got to see it. I got faith. Woo! I'm on the mountaintop. I'm going to live. Well, I ain't got no faith. Republicans ain't got to see it. I don't want no faith. Go ahead. 2019. I got faith. Boy, I got a good clean go ahead. Chapter number 20. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? I'm not there with you. Are you with me? Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, it ain't getting no better. It's getting worse. What are we going to do? Bless him, Lord. Maybe that's not where you're living, but that's where I've been living. Yeah. How are we going to make it? What are we going to do if they shut it down again? What if I can't work? What if I get sick? What if this? What if that? What if that? What are we going to do? Oh, goodness. How are we going to do? How are we going to do? Praise the brother. See, we're living in chapter number one. We're living by sight. Yeah. But to be God's people, we live by faith. That's right. Yeah. Amen. So chapter number one, chapter number one is not praying. Chapter two is not praying. When we start living by faith, you know what you find doing? Find praying. <laughs> and you know what I found about the person that was praying? You ready for this? The person that was praying in chapter three, verse number one, is the same person that was complaining in chapter number one. That's right. So here's what most of my heart about. Just because you complained yesterday don't mean you can't pray today. Bless him, Lord. Just because you got a chapter number one in your life where you have been complaining, you just say this, we've all done our fair share of complaining. Right. Right. I don't have to live with you to know. I just know your flesh just like I am. And let me say, we do a lot of complaining. We do a lot of whining. We do a lot of murmuring. Amen. We do a lot of bickering. we got all these things going on. And then we're about to drive our wives crazy. Our wives are about to drive us crazy. Bless our kids are about to drive us crazy. And we're about to drive our kids crazy. Yeah, good. Chapter number three, he's praying. Yeah. Mm. You know what? The person I was complaining, he's the person that I was praying. You know what the difference is? He's living by faith. Yeah. Hey, Let me say this. Just because you live by sight yesterday, don't mean you can't live by faith today. Right. Amen. And you know what I'm I found this out. I found not only the person of his prayer, but I found the place of his prayer. Yeah. You want to notice that this is helping right here? Mm. He's a praying and living by faith, but everything around him physically had changed. Yeah. His world had changed. Preacher, brother. The enemies are still coming. The righteous are still living wicked. Here's all about it. Living by faith in Jesus above. Trust and confide in his great love. Amen. He's living by faith. Everybody, what are we going to do? The child is coming. Live by faith. Listen, See, just because he's living by faith, he changed. What was going on around him? 
Go ahead. Living by faith changed him. Yes, it did. So living by faith don't change you physically. Yeah. Living by faith is sure going to change you spiritually. Amen. Living by faith won't change you geographically. Good, brother. <laughs> it sure will change you spiritually. Thank you, Lord. But you know what I find? Between chapter number two, going to chapter three, verse two, you know what he's doing? God, oh, revive thy works mm. in the midst of the years. In wrath, remember mercy. Amen. Some of y'all have marked that down. Put that in your in your prayer. Yeah. When you go to pray, God in wrath, remember mercy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know what we're fixing to see go on in this country. No. I tell you what all of every one of us to do. Go ahead, brother. God in the midst of the years, divide thy work, and in wrath, remember mercy. Yeah. Amen. You know what he's doing? He's pleading. You know what faith can give you? It gives you a plea back in your prayer. Let's start asking God for things. Go ahead, brother. People who are not living by faith. Read me, read this. People that are not living by faith, really ain't much, but they are praying. They really ain't asking God for much. You know why? Because they're living by sight and they really don't thank God can do it. Right. And when faith starts clothing you, faith on what you're doing. You got faith just the grain in the size of the said, you know what you do? You'll go over there and you'll say, Man, I don't know if y'all know this is not, but a mountain a whole lot bigger than we are. Bless but you got just a little bit of faith. Not a whole lot of faith, but just a little bit of faith. You know what it'll make you Rachel, do? Paul. It'll make you go over to something that's a whole lot bigger than you. And you're looking at that mountain and I got just a little bit of faith. But God said, I got just a little bit of faith. Bless I'm Lord. saying that big old mountain, big mountain, big mountain, and it'd be cast into the sea. Everybody. You say these mountains are bigger than we are. If we can operate that well with just a little bit of faith, how much more can we operate if we were people of much faith? Amen. Remember what Jesus, when he came out of that out of the man's hearing, mm. he walked up to him and said, Lord, all you've got to do, my daughter's sick. And all you've got to do is just speak the words right. yeah. and she'll be healed. You don't have to go to where she's at. Bless if you'll just speak the words, she'll be healed. And you know what Jesus said about that man? I've seen no greater faith in all land. Right. You know why? He was just saying, listen, he was just saying, all you got to do is just speak it. God, you don't even have to show up. All you got to do is just speak it. Let me say that's what faith will do. Faith will swell up inside of you and say, you know what? God, all you got to do is just speak it. All you got to do is just say it. Amen. And it'll come to pass. Amen. That's living by faith. Thank you, Lord. You see, I remember the story. So, boy, Brother Wayne, what was the pharmacy? Y'all remember back in the day, pharmacies. Yeah. You could buy flowers at pharmacy. You could buy whatever you want at the pharmacy. So the boy walked in there one day, he was whistling. He was over there looking at the flowers. Pharmacist saw him. He said, Son, can I help you? What you looking for? He looked back at the pharmacist and said, Sir, so get me some flowers. It's got a hot day tonight. It's got a hot day. So, oh, really? You want a day? He said, Yeah. He said, She's pretty. She's smoking. Bless the Lord. Oh, wait a He said, well, let me help you out. Let me give you some corners. Take these flowers. These are nice flowers. He said, now listen to me. Y'all, you know, if you close your ears, he said, if you he said, if you buy these flowers, she said, she might give you a hug. He said, but if you buy these chocolates over here too, it's just on cheap. What up, boys? Bless the I'm gonna buy two packs of chocolate. He said, hey, if you don't, if you don't get a hug and a kiss, you might buy you some Tic Tacs. Somebody say that Tic Tacs. Boy, I mean, buddy, he's a, he's walking out there with a spring in his step. Buddy, I mean, he's a whistle. He's going on that day. That night he shows up at the, the girl's house. She beats him out the door. She walks him in. 
All of a sudden, he, she introduces him to her mom and dad. All of a sudden, she notices he's real quiet. She just assumes he's nervous. All of a sudden, the day, I sit around the kitchen table, looks over at the boy and says, since you're the guest tonight, why don't you do the one that leave us in prayer? Boy got down on his hands and knees. Said, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Bless oh, God, I pray, Lord. That boy began to call on God, hack and spit and slobber. He prayed that God saved the whole world. He prayed that God clothed every person that's poor, feed every person that's poor. Boy, I mean, buddy, he was praying for every world problem he saw. All of a sudden, after 25 minutes, he got up, wiped the sweat from his brow, wiped the tears from his eyes, sat down at the table. The girl looked over at him. She said, oh, I didn't know you were so spiritual. He said, yeah, I didn't know your daddy was a pharmacist. <laughs> What are you saying? If when we find ourselves in trouble, right. why is it that praying is the last thing we do? Bless your heart, Bless you. We wait until everything gets so bad, yeah. and then we'll call on God. Bless your heart. Preach it. It's a shame, listen now, that God's got to allow something horrible to happen for us to be able to talk to Him. Go ahead. But unfortunately, that's where it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Better this morning get your prayer life right with God, man. Don't wait until you get that midnight cry or that midnight call. Amen. When your children is in a bad place and you've got to get down on your knees and you begin to call on God and you've got to spend 35 minutes confessing everything between you and God because you know that if you've got sin in your heart, God's not going to hear your prayer until you get that right with God. How better would it be to be able to live in a constant communion with God? That no matter if the, call, if the phone came at midnight, you know you'd get on your knees right then, and you know you could walk into the throne room of God, Amen. you could obtain mercy and find grace and help in a time of need. Yeah. Because we're living by faith, and a life that's living by faith, prayers will be offered. Amen. Prayers will be offered. That's when you live by faith. You say this this morning, not only when you live by faith, I love this part right here. When you're living by faith, prayers will not only be offered, but when you're living by faith, performance, the performance of God, listen now, will be obvious. What do you mean by that, brother preacher? The, the, the performance of God will be obvious. What, what do you mean by that? Ready for this? When you're living by faith, you'll be looking for God to do something. Amen. You'll be looking, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be anticipating You'll be, well, that might be the day God answers my prayer. You know why? You live by faith. Amen. So when you live by faith, your prayers will go up. But when you live by faith, you'll be expecting more answers to come down. Bless your heart. Remember what he told those disciples when they entered our closet? Shut that door and pray in secret. It goes on to say this. That the Father that seeth thee in secret, he will reward thee openly. Yeah. In other words, he says it like this. If you'll meet me in secret, in private, mm. I'll show up for you publicly. Yeah. Amen. In other words, if you'll meet me in the closet, mm. ready for this? Yeah. I'll show up at church and give you your answer. Amen. You want to know why the most saints of God can stand up with their hanky? Mm -hmm. I'm praying about God give us about 35 godly women that know how to wave a hanky. Amen. Bless you. I don't know about the times they get to wave that hanky in the way. Yeah. And they, they also got to shot their hair down. 
They walk out of the house and raise their hands. You know what they do? They were rejoicing. And they ought to be in the God and answer their prayer. But they were just thanking God ahead of time because they trusted He was going to So Habakkuk, you know what he does? He's not only praying by faith, but he's waiting on the answer from God by faith. And this is what helped me when I studied this. Verse three, verse 3 down to verse number 15. I'm going to give you all this in a nutshell. You can go home and read it when you get the time. But in verse 3 to 6, or verse 3 to 15, he's got, a, I guess you could say, he's got somewhat of a, when he's living by faith, this is what he does. He looks back to the past. But then at the same time, by faith, he's a looking ahead to the future. See, Verses 3 to 15, he starts talking about what God did yesterday. But then, when he lived by faith, he also starts talking about what God's going to do tomorrow. Bless the Lord. See, in verses 3 to 6, he talks about when it comes to this performance, he says in verse number 3, God came from Teman to Mount, how do you pronounce that? And the Holy One from Mount Paran. You ought to underline your, that in your Bible, Mount Paran. I read that and I said, hey, there we are. Amen. Bless the Lord. He came from Mount Paran. Mount Paran. However you want to pronounce Paran, Paran, however it is. Amen. See, look. His glory, listen now, His glory covered the heavens. His earth was full of His praise. And His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of His hand. And there was a heightening of his power. Before him went, went the pestilence and burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth and beheld and drove asunder the nations. And the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. Amen. Brother Wayne, when I begin to study that, look at that. You know what that's talking about? Bless the Lord. That team in the Mount Prairie? That was the region area of Judah. Listen to it now. I won't bore you right here, but this will help you if you listen. When he talks about Teman and Mount Paran, he's talking about the region area of Judah. His mind is going back to the day where years years ago, a man by the name of Moses, as he was leading the children of Israel through the wilderness, he went up the mountain. Yes, he did. And on that mountain, God gave him the law. And the presence of God shone on that mountain Bless him, Lord. to Moses. I talked about verse before the brightness. Y'all remember when Moses come off that mountain? Bible said his face shone like a new day sun. That they couldn't even look upon him. Right. And he had to put a garment over his face because his face glowed because he had been in the presence of God. Yeah, remember what happened on that mountain? He asked the Lord to. He beseeched the Lord to let him see his glory. The Lord said, I can't let you see my boy because no, no man can see me and live. He said, I'll give you a place in the rock. And he said, and I'll pass by and I'll let you see my backside. This is what he says. And this is, when I saw that, this is what he said. My goodness, at the back of it, made Moses' face shine like the new day sun where he had to cover it. What if he had saw the front side? Bless the Lord. Now, with him, yeah. we talked about the brightness of the glory. You know what he's doing? He's looking back at the past and he's thinking about how good God is. He said, boy, his brightness is wonderful. Yes, it is. Boy, I mean, Moses come off that mountain. Mm. His face shine like the new day sun. 
I mean, just being in just a little bit of God's presence, boy, it sure did help him. I mean, he was in a world of trouble, but he come off that mountain in the presence of God. His life was changed. His own countenance was altered. And he's talking about how wonderful God is. You know, if you begin to look in the past by faith, see, now this is the thing. Bless the Lord. He don't have no time machine. No, he don't. So how is it that he, he's out like he's lived back there? Let me tell you this. Faith will take you places spiritually that you can never go physically. Amen. So you know what he does? By faith, he's going back over there with Moses. By faith, he's up there on that mountain with Moses. By faith, he's seeing the glory of God. By faith, he's seeing the gifts of God. By faith, he's seeing the goodness of God. By faith, he's seeing the graciousness of God. And you know what he says? When I begin to look back there, I just see how good God is. When I look to the past, I see how wonderful he is. When I look to the past, I see, thank God, he's the God of yesterday. But he didn't stop there. Amen. While he's looking to the past, yeah. he also starts looking for the future. Right. You know what? When I looked at that word, Teman, it's a place in the land of Judah, but it was also a person. But it's old text, just to find a man by name. You know what name Teman means? Ready for this? It means one on my right side. <laughs> Bless the Lord. I don't want to do anything for you, but how about if I was to read Hebrews 8, verse number 1. Listen to this. Yeah. Hebrews 8, verse 1. Now the things which have spoken, this is the Son. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesties in heaven. Amen. Let me tell you what he normally did. He's over here in the past looking at what God did yesterday. But by faith, he's also looking toward the future of one day when God's going to send his Son. And when he's going to accomplish what God sent him to do, and he's going to sit on the right hand of God. I don't know about y'all, but thank God for a faith that not only let us see what God did in the past, but thank God by faith we can look to the future and see what God's going to do in the days ahead. And you say, you know what he said? He looked over there and he said this. When I look back there, I see God was good enough. God was gracious enough. God did it back then. And he looks to the future and he says, you know what? When I look back there and see that God did it back then, I can look ahead to the future and see that God's going to do it in the days ahead. Amen. This is what he said. He did it back then. He does it up there. He had no problem doing it right now. Right. You know what that word we talks about there, the word Edom. When you look the word Edom up, we know the Hebrew word for Edom is Adam. Edomite's word Edom is Adam. Now do you realize that he did Jesus Christ did come from the seed of man or from the seed of a woman? That's right. Y'all with me this morning? He did take on the robe of flesh. See, when you're living by faith, faith will let you believe in things. Let's just be honest, it looks impossible. When you begin to study that Bible, you know what you're saying? How would that happen? But listen to me, I'm going to help you with this right here. That Bible wasn't written, listen now, that Bible wasn't written for you to understand it. Go ahead. That Bible was written for you to believe it. Bless it. It wasn't written for your head, it was written for your heart. Yeah. That's really wild and the heathen and all this wisdom. He'll take that Bible and he'll say, I just don't understand how the whale can swallow up a, a human being and keep him inside for three days and three nights. I just don't understand that. But you know what else my faithful here saying? Well, the Bible says it, so I believe it. Everybody. And if we go on record and say it like this, I would believe it if God had said the man swallowed the whale. Well, he said like this, his old country preacher one time, he was in all of his intellect. He walked over there and he said, I was reading over there in the other day where God... Uh, where Moses didn't come to the Red Sea. And he said, 
that uh, they walked across on dry ground. He said, I geographically studied that out. And he said, I found that that water at that particular time of the year was so low that the water really only came to their ankles. Huh. Old country preacher started shouting and crying. The, the man with intellect looked at him and said, why are you getting so excited about that? I just debunked your Bible. He said, no, you didn't. He says, you just showed me God did a greater miracle than that before. He said, what's that? Yeah. He said, God drowned the whole army in Israel with just a little bit of water. Yeah. I want to tell you this, but when you begin to live by faith, it'll make you believe in things that you would not be able to believe without living by faith. That's right, brother. One old boy one day come up out of a Sunday school class. Bless him, Lord. Boy, he was making a beeline straight towards his daddy. Daddy stopped and said, what's going on? He says, think about what your teacher taught in Sunday school this morning. He said, daddy, he said, boy, he was talking about Moses and the children at the children of Israel at the Red Sea. He said, yeah, tell me about it. He said, well, he was standing at the Red Sea and they had that water in front of them. Yeah. And he said, oh, Moses and them saw they were in great trouble and the armies of Israel, the armies of Egypt were closing in behind them. He said, Moses reached over there and the black dragon was walkie-talking. <laughs> he said, man, he's walkie-talking. He said, yeah, he called into the army of Israel. He said, break and break our army of Israel. We need, we, need a, we need a jet. We need a jet to fly over right now and bomb all these Egyptians. Bless you. Daddy said, thank you. Him. He said about that time, Daddy, the teacher said that the jets flew over. They bombed the Israel. And while they were bombing the Israel, they said the, the, the Israelites were building bridges to cross over. And he said, they said, what in the world are they teaching you in Sunday school? He said, well, Daddy, I told you that because I thought you might. would actually probably believe that a whole lot more than what he actually told me. See, when you live by faith, it'll make you believe things you wouldn't believe otherwise. Bless the Lord. See, when you start living by sight, then we go here and say, God ain't going to answer your prayers. Yeah. You pray in vain, prayer because you have accomplished. But when you're living by faith, you know what you say? You know what you're looking at the devil and saying, devil? You know what? I'm living by sight. I probably won't see God answer my prayer. But all of a sudden, that faith begins to kick in and say, devil, God, what the prayer answer God? You tell me why did he answer my prayers? Last year, why did he answer my prayers? The years before, why did he answer my prayers way back then? Listen. You know what happened? You'll begin to look back at what God did yesterday. And all of a sudden, that faith will begin to stir in your heart. And you'll say, if he did it back then, he can do it in day. Yeah, and if he can do it then, and he can do it back then, Thank he can God. do it right now. That's living by faith. See, he talks about God coming in, Jesus coming in the future, delivering his people from sin. How about this? Y'all doing all right this morning? Amen. Should have had a whole lot more singing. Amen. I got preaching me this morning. Y'all might as well just buckle her down. Amen. Only get you one time a week. I got to get you while I got you. Amen. He talks about that. I love this part. Y'all going to have to bear with me right here. He talks about the majesty of God. How wonderful He is. How glorious. But then he begins to talk about the mind of God. In other words, we say it like this, how God begins to flex His muscles. Yeah. Don't you like it when God flexes His muscles? Don't you like it? Remember three times when David flexes His muscles. You ready for this? I think I shared this with y'all before, but y'all probably need to hear it again because I like saying it. David flexes His muscles. He flexes His muscles with little boys. Ready for this? He rolled up his sleeve when he was getting ready to arm wrestle us. Amen. He rolled up his sleeve. Then all of a sudden he rolled up his sleeve and he was about to work. Bless the Lord. But he also rolled up his sleeve when he was getting ready to flex his muscles. You see, on the cross of Calvary, Lord Jesus rolled up his sleeve. Say why? Because he was about to get ready to put a whooping on the devil. That's right. He's about to do a work. He's about to flex his muscles. I don't know about y'all. I like it when Jesus flexes his muscles. Yeah, he lets the devil know who's in charge. Yes, he does. 
But it begins to talk about in the past. You can go home and read this. I believe it's verses 9 or verse, verse 7 down through verse number 11. It talks about how that God sent the pestilence. How that God did all the mighty works in Israel. And how that God defeated Egypt in the army. This is what he said. He says, Lord, you defeated the enemy back then. You accomplished what you wanted to accomplish back then. You showed your might back then. And you delivered your people. Bless them, Lord. You defeated the enemy. Yes. But then all of a sudden, by faith, he looks ahead. How one day, the Bible talks, and he says this in Luke verse 9, talks about the anointing. Who all agree with me? God's only got one anointing. Yeah. And who that is? That's the Son of Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. And this is what he says. He looks to the day ahead to where on the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ, the anointed Son of God, yeah. is going to die on the cross. And he's going to defeat the dead. Yeah. Amen. Anyway. Now, that may not do anything to you. That sure does help me. Do it, brother. They talk about old Napoleon back when he was fighting. And uh, they said about old Napoleon, he took his, some of his men in to his office. And they pulled out a map. He was complaining about all that happened and how he lost the war. He points at that map, and there's a circle spot on that map. And he marked Waterloo. Remember Waterloo? Waterloo is where he got defeated. And he looked at his soldiers, Brother Rudy, and this is what he said. If it hadn't been for Waterloo, I'd be the ruler of the whole world. Hey, Dad, you thought about it? I wonder if the devil every now and again takes some of his demons aside, pulls out a map of the world. Bless the Lord. On that map, there's a little circle spot. And he points to that spot right there and says, that look for that hill called Calvary, I'll be the ruler of the whole world. That's right. Go ahead, brother. Amen. Because you know what? On Calvary, he defeated our enemy. Amen. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but I'm going to help you with it this morning. Yeah. We're not fighting for victory this morning. No. Winning's not on us. Winning's on the Lord Jesus, and he's already accomplished it. We're not fighting for victory. Bless we're fighting from victory. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We're not hoping to win. We're not looking to win. We've already told that before the shots ever fired, we've already won. Yeah. I've already read the last chapter. I've already led. And you know what happens? We come out on top. Thank you, Lord. We're on the winning side. Right. So you know what he does by faith? Yes. He looks back there. He goes by faith. Look back and say, God, you did it back there when you defeated the, when the Israelites were going up against Egypt. You defeated them. And the children of Israel walked across on dry ground. All of a sudden, he goes over here at Calvary. And he says, you know what? I'm looking forward to the day when your son's going to defeat the devil on the cross of Calvary. But I had to believe that I read this and I also saw. I kind of looked there and said, you know what? I see a day on again. When the Bible talks about the horse is going to be on the, when the rider's going to be on the horse yeah. and the blood's going to flow throughout the land and it's going to be up to the horse's bride, yeah. brother. And you say, well, does all that mean? That means Jesus Christ is going to rule and reign. Jesus Christ is going to be victorious. I don't know about y'all, but listen, it doesn't matter who's on the throne yeah. down here because we know who's on the throne up there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Listen. I voted. I did the best I could. Yeah. We see how that turned out. Amen. Children yeah. hear me well. My candidate didn't get in. Bless him, Lord. But my heavenly king. Yeah. 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 He ain't up for listen. He ain't up for getting re-voted. Re 
He don't get voted in every four years. Amen. 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 Thank God there's not a vote because Democrats call the chief next too. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. say that, but y'all know where I'm coming from. Amen. I'm walking by sight there a little bit. Y'all pray for me. Bless the Lord. See what he does? Yeah. Living by faith. Be care about what's going on down here. Somebody say amen. That's right. You can be spiritual and still be patriotic. Yeah. But when your physical eyes fail you, your spiritual eyes can carry you. Amen. And you'll say, Lord, faith and flesh will kick in and say, I don't know how we're going to make it. All of a sudden, faith will kick in and say, we're going to make it just like we made it back then. That's right. And we're going to make it right here. And we're going to make it up there. Can I tell you about Perry Bible Church, how we're going to make it this morning? You ready for it? Go ahead. You know how we're going to make it this morning? We're going to make it just like we made it yesterday. That's right. We're going to make it. Come on, man. We're going to make it just like we did last year. Amen. We're going to make it just like we did years gone by. Amen. You know what? The same God that helped Brother Wayne for 28 years pastor this church, he's going to be the same God that's going to be able to help me pastor this church for 150 years. Somebody say amen. Don't get me that easy. Amen. Go ahead, Paul. That's why I need to get those What's that? Don't live me too, honey. Amen. Praise the Lord. I like it. Amen. Oh. When my place began to keep me up, I talked to the last time. I said, what are we going to do? Because then when preachers do what we do is we get on the phone, we can find other preachers. Amen? Bless the Lord. What are we going to do? How are we going to do? Or why do we At the end of the conversation, we said, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to live by faith. Are you trapped, Bob? What if it gets worse? We're going to live by faith. Yeah. What if they do this? We're going to live by faith. Yeah. What if socialism comes? We're going to live by faith. Thank you, Lord. Well, listen. If there's only one biscuit, one biscuit left in Fruit and Hurst Alabama, you mark it down, the Cannon family will be something where it's on one of those sides of that biscuit eating. Bless the Lord. There may not be no food in the land, but I guarantee you, I can tell you where you're going to find some food. You're going to find some food at the Cannon's household. You know why? Because thank God if he can clothe the list, if he can clothe the lilies, if he can feed all the birds, he can have no problem taking care of little old me. He'll have no problem. I didn't see him done it. At least I didn't see God do it in the past. Yeah, I didn't see God put food on our table. Yeah. I didn't see God pay our bills when we didn't have nothing. I've seen God do it. And if God did it back then, yeah. and I see that God's going to do that, that lets me look my face right now and know God can do it right now. Amen. Live by faith. Thank you, Lord. Then he looks ahead and sees how God delivered and how God it does. I'm done. When you live by faith, it'll be the peace of God that can be obtained. He goes in verse 16. You know what he says? He said, That I might rest in the day of trouble. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody have a hard time resting here lately? When you live by faith, you know what you can do? You sleep peacefully. Amen. He starts rejoicing. Verse number 18, he says, I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. I love verse number 19. My favorite, probably my favorite verse for Josh in the whole book. He said this, he's going to make my feet like hinds feet. He's going to make me walk in my high places. You get to look at those hinds feet. talks about those mountain deer. You go home on YouTube, look this up. Look up. Right. Mountain deer. What you see is you'll see they'll, they'll be running up the side of the mountain. Listen to me now. Yeah. They'll be running up the side of the mountain. You'll be looking at the video thinking, what are they running on? I don't see, I don't see enough. I don't see enough footing for Bless them to be running up the side of the mountain. Yeah. A human being couldn't do it. But they saw those hives 
what they'll do is they'll they'll take it, they'll, they'll lunge ahead with their feet. What they'll do is they'll find the sure footing with the front two feet. And where their front two feet land, their back two feet will be sure to follow. So what they'll do is they'll lunge on that spot and they'll lunge again and find another sure footing. Mm. And those back legs will come. Wow. That's how they'll run up the side of that mountain. Humanly speaking, it looks impossible. But that mountain ram, or mountain deer, he's running up the side of that mountain. He's running with ease. This is in the mountain. He's running with ease. See, we've got some high places ahead of us. That's right. We've got to have a lot of mountains that we're going to have to climb. And it's going to look like to the human eye, it's impossible. He says he's going to make our feet like hinds feet. And i got to say this, this is the Lord's told me. He says, son, I'm believing you. We only got three feet. Deer got four feet. The way I looked at it is, this is what he says. You don't take a step until I take a step before you. Well, this is what he says. When I take a step, you mark it down. I'm going to step on sure footing. Yeah. And when I take a step, this is what Paul's supposed to do. Take a step with him. When he takes another step, I just take another step where he takes a step. What we do, we just follow him in his footsteps. That's right. You know how my flesh likes to do? Yeah. I like to get ahead of him. Sure, you know what happens when I get ahead of him? Whoa, I should have stepped right there. That was a bad spot. Whoa, I should have stepped right there. That was a bad spot. Then he'll correct me. I get back in line. I start taking a step. Then all of a sudden we'll get to where he'll say this. Lord, you need to slow down. You're walking too fast. Lord, I'm tired. I'm just going to stay still for a while. Bless the Lord. Kind of like how some of y'all are right now. Amen? Amen. What you want to do? When God takes a step, we take a step. Yeah. God takes a step, we take a step. When God takes a step, we take a step. When he stops, we stop. He waits, we wait. When he takes a step. What the Christian life is, yeah. not you getting ahead of him, not you leave lagging behind, but it's falling right in behind him. That's your heart, That's a lie that lives by faith. Everybody standing this morning.